Welcome to the Two Geeks in a Microphone podcast, your one-stop shop for television, movie, video games, comic books, book reviews, and more. Now, without further ado, here's Stephen and Mike. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Two Geeks and a Microphone Show. We are so glad that you are here with us. I am your co-host, Mr. Stephen Boster, along with my illustrious good friend, our fellow other co-host, Mr. Michael Shanks. Mike, say hey to everybody. Good morning to all you geeks out there in geekdom land. (laughs) Welcome, everybody. Hey, we've got a spectacular Pea soup filled day today. (laughs) (laughs) Ew, pea soup. Pea soup. I'll get into that in a moment. But we have some awesome special guests with us today uh, who are not pea soup guys. Sorry about that. (laughs) That's based upon the topic that we're talking about today. But Mike, please introduce our awesome special guests we have with us today. Uh, Well, we we had these gentlemen on before, and we are proud to have them back. Welcome, Jeff and Zig of Nerdery and Murdery. Hey there. Hi. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, thanks so much for joining us, you guys, because you guys, fabulous podcast, very in-depth, yes. very interesting, always good, and I love it. You know, it's Zig. Go ahead. Do do your lines. It's Zig with. I'm Zig with your nerdery. And I'm Jeffrey with your murdery. And that's it. They're I love great. that. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I, uh, I have to tell you, Jeff, I was just telling Zig before before you came on. But I got to tell you, last night we we went out. We were going out to dinner. We get in the car, and I go to put my podcast on mine and Steven's podcast, Two Geeks in a Microphone. And my wife says, "Oh, but I wanted to listen to the latest Nerdery and Murdery." <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, listen to their podcast over mine." Uh-huh. Hey, at least your wife listens. Mine doesn't even listen. <laughs> mine either. She's like, "I've heard these conversations before for thirty yes. years." Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, so you guys are loved in this house. So, oh, I appreciate yes. it. We, we love y'all's podcast as well. I'm so happy yes. to do this Thank crossover, you. another crossover. I really enjoy this, and I have to say, it's really kind of apropos and cool that it's very dark and gloomy and windy out here today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we See, have storm rolling in. We yeah. we actually got sunshine and nice warm weather. We we've had all this cold weather for the last week. It's. Uh, it's been horrible. Well, it's all rainy up here in Montana right now. Oh, man. So, I'm the yeah, only one with sun. Snow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't want that crap. <laughs> <laughs> no snow. No snow. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Um, I, I kind of give a, a little bit of a peek of what our topic is today, and then my comment will make more sense. We are covering The Exorcist today. Um, the movie, The Exorcist, um, and uh, and I always I always thought that scene in there was kind of funny with <laughs> with the whole pea soup action that happens. Uh, you know, I call it that. We're throwing up and stuff. So, anyway, we're gonna have a great time today. Uh, these guys, uh, I, I'm Zig and Jeff. I'm so glad that you're here with us because you Thank guys you. always bring out some awesome details. Yeah. Um, Mike has been doing his homework, um, and so. 
I'm just excited for for today's show to talk about this. And uh, even with the crossover, this is a two parter, everybody. Mm hmm. And, um, and so today we're talking kind of the movie and I'm sure we'll rabbit trail on all kinds of stuff. <laughs> um, no, that then, never happens. Never. <laughs> 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 um, but then part two is going to be on the nerdery murdery podcast of which we are talking about the true story behind the exorcist and, um, which is going to be fabulous as well. So uh, make sure you check out Nerd and Murderies podcast um, for part two and uh, and actually just check out their podcast to get it because oh, definitely. If, if you like some awesome geeky stuff, which we assume because you're listening to our podcast, please listen in, but also listen to theirs because they get uh, Jeff does an incredible murdery side as well. Mm -hmm. So Zig gets deep cuts on nerdery stuff. Thank you. And Jeff gets awesome, just murdery storytelling that he does too. So it's a, it's a fabulous podcast. So please like, Thank and you. subscribe theirs as Thank well, please. And so that way you don't miss our part too, but you're also capture some great content yes, podcast. Definitely. With them. Thanks. Definitely. Yeah, Thank you. you bet. Well, this podcast, this particular topic has been in the works for since what February, I think you and I talked, Jeff. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I oh, was yeah. throwing out ideas to my daughter and my wife, and my daughter finally said, well, Dad, why don't you do The Exorcist? Because, you know, The Exorcist has ties to St. Louis. And I said, you are absolutely right. And me being a resident St. Louis tonight, <laughs> I mean, I'm from the east side but in Illinois, but I consider myself a St. Louisan. Um I find this story very fascinating and the ties to St. Louis very fascinating. But we'll we'll get more into the St. Louis stuff on, on I'm only yeah. laughing because I thought you said Satan Lewis. Satan <laughs> Lewis. Uh oh, he's already started. That's pretty well, appropriate. That, you know. And and I felt bad too because it has been in the works since February and, and Michael contacted me about it and I was like, Man, this is a great deal. This is a great topic. But we're trying to get ready for our live show. So how about April? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that was fine because it gave me plenty of time to read the novel and watch all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. And mm -hmm. I'll be honest, it, it took a bit to read the book for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and and I do want to say also, we, we briefly covered The Exorcist on our um, Halloween show last year. Yes. Because oh, okay. it's, it's my top horror movie of all time <gasps> oh interesting oh. it is and we did on the episode we did we did our top five uh scariest scariest uh, horror movies and the exorcist mm -hmm. is definitely without a doubt in mind so we we covered it very very briefly nice okay well we're well, gonna go much more in depth now so yeah. Right. I like this. I like this. Okay. So everybody, normally what we do with movies, when we talk about movies, we kind of go around table and just give our uh, whatever out of five, something, somethings, and just kind of give a short review, no spoilers. But I mean, this is a 50 year old movie. So if you haven't seen it, we're talking spoilers <laughs> as right. we go through. This um, needs to be ratings on number of Captain Howdy's. Oh, that's good. That's good. Cause I wanted to bring up Captain Howdy. So. Okay. I like. That. I like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Who wants to start? I'll uh, give three point five Captain Howdies out of a possible five. Ooh. And I'll 
I'll okay. give four. I'll give four Captain Howdies out of possible five. I will go okay. three and a half Captain Howdies also. But I uh, will go five Captain Howdies on Exorcist three because I think oh. it's superior. Oh, oh really? Maybe going. Yeah, very controversial reason. statement. Yes. Oh, Ooh, oh, I can't wait to discuss that. Yeah. Um, I put. I, I had to remember this. This came up when I watched this, and it was on Netflix. So I was like, "Yay! I don't have to buy it right now. <laughs> I can watch it on Netflix." Yeah, I was the same way. Um, I, I said, "Okay, this came out in the seventies," and I was like, "Oh, you know what? The, it, based upon that time frame, I would have to give this three point seven two five nine eight. Oh my gosh! Of, I'm just teasing everybody. I'm just teasing. No, if no, we were I, in the I, same I, room, I'd throw something at you. <laughs> <laughs> no i'll give it actually um i would actually give it four out of five because oh, wow. i really enjoyed it but i there's some connections to it and things like that too but sure. I, but but i thought uh no this was this was it was a fun film in the aspect now horror movies a lot of people know i'm not a big horror movie guy and so I just went in thinking, oh, okay. Now I watch, I do watch exorcism movies and those kinds of things and supernatural things. But, but I was like, no, I really enjoyed this one. So, but did you guys watch the director's cut? I forgot that there was a director's yes. cut. Yeah, I did yes. not. I, I just watched. The, okay, the I, I would standard. love to get your guys's insights about the differences. Yeah. In, in with the director's cut because I f- totally forgot about it until this morning. I was like, oh, there was a director's cut and stuff. So I'd love to get your guys's input on that. Well, the director's cut, you get more of the subliminal in the background. They really, they really bring that out more. The you know that you don't see in the original is the Captain Howdy face. That pops oh. up throughout throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. Oh, and you get yeah. quite a bit more of that in the director's cut. <gasps> yeah. Oh, they also hold some of the shots a little longer. And yeah. Pull back on them. Okay. Wow. Oh. Okay. Maybe maybe we should have watched the director's cut, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I might have went a four on that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably why I go for because I'm more okay. familiar with the director's cut versus the original. And I mean, I saw, I saw the original as, as a kid. Uh, it, every time I have seen the movie, it has been either storming out or getting ready to storm out. And it's, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know if it's just a oh hey, there's a storm out. I'm going to pop in the Exorcist <laughs> right. or what? But you know, today is no exception. No. <laughs> You know, sp- speaking of that, uh, with just weird things going on that coincide with a movie, so you know they're they're getting ready to remake Firestarter, um, yes. Which I, I don't know how I feel about, but um, I remember the original Firestarter when it came out on VHS. My uncle went and rented that movie, and he started to play it, and his VCR caught fire. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah. <laughs> I am the fire stalker. Exactly. <laughs> How's that for a horror movie? <laughs> you know, there is a uh, there is a special edition of Firestarter with a little digital clock in the cover that's also covered in asbestos. <laughs> <gasps> oh my gosh! Yeah, that's crazy. That's funny. Wow, that's funny. All right, so let's get back to uh, Captain Howdy situation here. <laughs> here. Here the Geek Wrangler is uh, bringing us back. <laughs> Circling back, as we do. As, as we right, do. That's right. 
so uh, so with so there's more Captain Howdy. You're saying scenes in the oh look at that yeah everybody he's holding up the uh, he has the uh, the director's version. cut oh nice okay yep the version you've never seen is that what it says the version you've never seen yes well That's we awesome. we should probably explain who Captain Howdy is for anyone who may not have yeah seen go it. ahead yes yes so yes, yes. so uh, okay in the film uh it. The character is a girl, and it's Reagan. And Reagan is basically her her aunt introduces her into the spiritual world with a Ouija board. And she starts talking back. Now, they never show the aunt. Now, in the book, the aunt actually is, is a fairly big part of the book, um, which I'm a little disappointed with the film because the film, they just kind of mention her, and that's it. And she's just kind of mentioned in passing. Um, but in the book, she has a much larger role to play. Granted, she's dead, but she still has a much a larger role to play. But anyway, so she introduces her into the spiritual world, and she is a spiritualist also, with a Ouija board. And with the Ouija board, uh, you know, I think most people know how a Ouija board works, and you talk to spirits with it, so on and so forth. She talks to a spirit that she calls Captain Howdy. Now, uh, I read the the novel before I rewatched the film, and you know what? Rewatching it, I'm like, man, did I watch this when I was younger or not? I because there was a lot of things I was like, man, I don't remember this. I don't remember this. But then there's a lot of things that I do remember. So I don't know if I remember it from just seeing pieces of it or if I actually watched it. I I, I really don't remember. But anyway, so. I read the novel. My wife had read the novel before me, and I got to that Captain Howdy part, and I freaked out because I'm a Twisted Sister fan. And if you're a Twisted Sister fan, you know that Dee Schneider does a song called Captain Howdy. It's on, on the B-side. Yep, it's, it's on a B-side, <laughs> and it's from the Stay Hungry album. And then yep. he used the Captain, Captain Howdy character in his movie, uh, uh, Strangeland. Which Strangeland. Stephen and I went and seen Strangeland in the movie in theaters the theater. together. Which we mm-hmm. have a we have a funny story about that too. But that happened afterwards, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That happened after after we saw the movie. But anyway, so there was all these connections to Captain Howdy, and I'm going, Wow, is that where D. Schneider got the character Captain Howdy from? I Oh yeah. Yeah, I was fascinated Definitely. by that. So that that's my take on Captain Howdy. <laughs> I, I thought it was interesting. For your younger listeners, a B side. Uh, so you buy a record, you got the A side. That's the single. They had to put something on the other side. That is the B side. Sorry, that's a good point, Jeff. We I, do that a lot saying, on our show. I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> well, tip, and typically, your B side were your lesser known stuff. It's stuff that didn't get released on the radio and whatnot. Right. But I, Captain Howdy is a great song. Oh. I love it. it. It's so creepy. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It's one of it's one of Twist Sisters' creepiest songs. Yes, I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when I came to that part in the book, I was like, Captain Howdy, and Brenda goes, "I knew you were going to say that." <laughs> <laughs> now, why why did they do a director's cut for the film? 
So what was the story behind that? Friedkin felt, as you'll see in a lot of movies, Friedkin felt that a lot of his best stuff was was left on the cutting room floor. And he felt that he felt that the movie was more impactful by putting those scenes back in. And would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. William Friedkin was right. Yeah. I may yes. have to re- rewatch it and watch. I know that's what I was like. All right, I'm gonna have. Yeah, to now I'm interested. Yeah, it. We're doing our podcast that we didn't even watch the full version. Oh, <laughs> some very very cool stuff was left on the cutting room floor, and gotcha. he and I, I'm I'm yeah. so glad he put it back in. And, and well, and they had to. Cut. There was the scene with the the scene with the crucifix. They had to cut that short for MPAA rating too. Sure. I know that they had to cut a few seconds out of that. Oh, I, I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I only need I, I only needed to see so much of that. Okay. <laughs> interesting, interesting, huh? So, with um, obviously, what we're saying is, everybody, if you're listening to this, if you have a choice between to watch just the original version or the director's cut, what I'm hearing is you've got to watch, watch the, the director's, director's cut. cut. Well, oh, yeah. well. So, do you want to watch a three point five Captain Howdy movie or a four point <laughs> Captain Howdy movie? <laughs> Point well taken. <laughs> well played, Jeff. Yeah, well I played. Like that. That's good. That's good. God. Oh, oh gosh. So, what are some other parts about the film that you guys like really enjoy? Because that's usually that's kind of one of the things we cover is okay. What did we like about the film and and kind of a thing? Um, obviously, I already mentioned pea soup. <laughs> There's scenes where he throws up on the priest in his pea soup, you know, kind of a thing looks like pea soup. Um, did you guys, when you guys first saw the film, did you know it was part of a, a, a true story kind of a thing? And that's what you liked about it or no, no, okay. I did. I didn't know it was based on a real a life. Yeah. Right. I didn't know it was based off a real life thing till many, many years later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, had I known it was based off real life when I saw it as a kid, I think it would have terrified me further. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, when people say that they were terrified, we, we watched a couple of documentaries and, and where there was people would go into the theater to watch it and people, they, you know, I'm sure some of it may have been sensationalism. I don't know, but they would say people were throwing up in the theater. People had to, you know, were passing out. They had to walk out. Um, is that it from your guys' understanding of the film? Was it like that for you guys? Because I technically wasn't like that for me when I watched no, it. No, I watched it on a television set, you know, <laughs> <It's different>. right? <laughs> well, I, I gotta say, my my wife is not a horror fan in the least. My my daughter is a big horror fan, but my wife hates horror movies. And we watched this, and she's like, I don't get why people say this is the scariest horror movie ever, because she's like, I could take this. This wasn't that bad. So yeah, <laughs> that, that's got to say something in itself. <laughs> well, I mean, as far as gore, I, I, I don't think it's one of the goriest. I mean, there's certainly there's certainly some very disgusting things in it. Um, you know, the first movie I remember that sickened me from gore was scanners. And, and I got sickened from the trailer for that one. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
they showed that in the theater, the trailer of the guy's oh. head exploding. It was like, oh so my great. god! Like, hey. That's awesome. Yes, we didn't have anything like that. Oh. God, I miss the early eighties. <laughs> I miss the eighties in general. <laughs> I, I think I think part of what really scared people so much in the seventies. Um, is you have to remember, and, and, and it's, it's very apropos that Ziggy's got the background he's got right now because the 70s were the beginning of Satanic Panic. True. I, Everybody was afraid of it. Yep. Now, I, I don't know if I would – well, I guess, I guess late 70s, you're right. Because, mm-hmm. um, I see, I remember a lot of that. And, and growing up in the Baptist church, Stephen and I both grew up in the Baptist church. We we got a lot of that, you know. Um, yeah. There was the whole uh, record burning era. Um, oh, yeah. The backwards masking. Backwards or, masking. Uh, uh-huh. um, yeah. 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 And I can remember trying to play some records backwards and stuff like oh, that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. I, I remember taking a youth trip to Ohio. And, uh, and they're like, oh yeah, this, we're going to be at this church, but in the neighborhood, there were some cats that were sacrificed to Satan and all this kind of stuff, you know, kind of thing. And oh I was like, gosh. this is a, this is a real demonic area. I'm like, okay. But yeah, I like how you said that satanic panic. I yeah, had not heard good. that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that really, that really blossomed in the in the yes. late seventies to early eighties, and you know, mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons was a big piece. Of that you played Dungeons and Dragons, right. you were possibly going to yep. be taken over by Satan. But mm-hmm. but I think the Exorcist, as opposed kinda, to just making you good at math, right? Right. <laughs> you know the the Exorcist kind of kicked off. The Exorcist kind of kicked off a new age of horror. Mm. I think is what it is, and mm. and for good me, thought, yeah. For me, it's just remembering how scared I was watching it as a kid. I mean, watching it as an adult, it's a little bit different. And, sure. and but but mm-hmm. just remembering that terror as a kid of you know Satan can get into the house and this is then this is this could happen to this kid. It could happen to me. Oh God! Oh God! You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I I think God, look at all that polyester. How many cigarettes has she got to smoke? You know, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally different vibe. <laughs> Well, that's the way it was back then. I mean, heck, yes. they were smoking cigarettes on on game shows and stuff like that. Oh, sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a that total so different true. time than what it is today. Uh, you you smoke yeah. a cigarette on a movie now, they frown upon you. So, mm-hmm. um, which which, which kind of sucks for Wolverine because I think Wolverine, uh, essential part of his character is smoking a cigar. And 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 they they took that away from him. It's like, come on, guys. That's uh. anyway. He can't get sick. He's Wolverine. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He isn't going to get lung cancer. <laughs> you know, I I always found that uh, I, I'm I'm going to squirrel away. Have yeah. you ever seen the movie Gattaca? I have not. Where everybody okay, so everybody or everybody in the upper crust is is genetically engineered. So. They can't get things like emphysema and lung cancer. All of them smoke. <laughs> it doesn't make them sick. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Did not know that. Did yep. not know that. That's Ethan Hawke, too, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yes. And Uma uh, Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yep. Yes. Gotcha. I know what you're talking about. 
Lantern Shall Shaman. Speaking of Ethan Hawke, we're Moon Knight. If you've all right, sorry, I'm. Oh, squirreling. he's great in that. Oh, now we're we're really uh, oh, he's fabulous in it. Yeah, I was really super, sorry. My bad. My bad, everybody. Let me get back to Satanic Panic. So because I was like, but that's a good point, Jeff. Because it did seem that was you could probably trace the beginning of all of that because of the popularity of The Exorcist. Oh, sure. Sure, Friday the Thirteenth for you know Freddy Krueger. No, I love Halloween, Halloween, all that. Michael Myers, yeah, yeah, Uh, Yeah. prom night. Oh, 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 deep cut. Yeah, (laughs) I I loved Freddy Krueger and I loved Halloween. So still, still Mm -hmm. love Halloween. Still big uh, fan of that franchise. Yeah. Now, those who are listening and um, and not seeing the video. Uh, Zig, I got to talk about your your background because we mentioned Dungeons and Dragons because there was that essence where oh it's the occult you know yeah. you're getting involved in the occult and those kinds of things, but so Zig read off what your <laughs> what your uh, it's just Dungeons and Diners and Dragons and Drive-ins and Dives Escape from Flavor Town and as you can see <laughs> the dragon is Guy Fieri. Yeah, I think I that's funny. That. Which, which that crosses over with one of my favorite foods, uh, Food Network stars too. <laughs> Got the area, yeah. Yep, I, and I like his tequila, his and Sammy's tequila too, <laughs> which is Santo. Oh, he's making a tequila with uh, Sammy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. He he does uh, Santo Santo tequila, and yes, I got two bottles of it. <laughs> nice. I have I have a uh, blanco and a respado, along with my Cabo respado. <laughs> Is it is it a good sip of tequila? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's good. Um, don't ask my wife that because she she doesn't she doesn't like tequila straight. So. No, <laughs> she wants it in her margarita, and that's it. But yeah, uh, wow. yeah, I, I like I like to have a shot of it from time to time. Is it is it as good as uh, quesadores? I've never had quesadores. Oh, quesadores is great. I'll have to I'll have great. to try that. Yeah, welcome it's, everybody. It's actually not to... expensive. Tequila it's talk. It's tequila, tequila shot. No. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I, 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 we're Texans, man. <laughs> no, I drink tequila. I'm going to be puking up pea soup. So <laughs> <laughs> Nice segue yeah, coming right back in there. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> now, I got to. Okay, so, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead Mike. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say, um, now, this starred Max von Sydow. Sydow. Is it Seedow or Seedow? Seedow. Seedow. Okay. It starred him as Father uh, Lancaster Marin. And um, I found it interesting because he just passed away a few years ago. And he was like 90 years old when he passed away. So when this movie came out, he was like in his 40s. And he looked like he was 60 or 70 in the movie. You know, and I was fascinated by that. The whole movie, I was fascinated because I'm like, he's really not that old. At least in this movie, he's not. You well, know, think he pulled off the Andy Warhol. He looked old when he was yeah. young, so he always looked the same. I was just like, wow. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That was something that just blew me away. I'm like, that guy isn't that old in this movie. Uh-huh. Now, by the time he was in Star Wars, he was old. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. In The Force Awakens, right at the very beginning, I was like, it's Max. He's in yep. there. You know. Another favorite movie with Max von Sydow was Judge Dredd. Just saying. With Sylvester Stallone. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. At the very beginning. Yeah. What okay. You, you know? Here, here, here is another point that 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 I would like to make. Okay. As yes. I said, I am not a fan of Sylvester Stallone <laughs> on many occasions, but but you could take anybody else and put them in that role, and they would have been better. 
Carl Urban is better as the Judge Dredd than I, I have. That was a good. That was yeah. a good version. Yes, I, I, I won't. I won't argue with you on that. But I love Rocky. So. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. Rocky, Rocky, and uh, what was the one he made in 1990 where he was just like a, a mobster trying to get out of the life in the 30s? Um, oh, uh, was, was that his first comedic one? Yeah, but he was really good in that. Oh, Oscar. Oscar, yeah, Oscar. yeah, okay, yep, yeah. He was oh, great. I forgot Rocky. He was great in Oscar. Oh, yeah. Rocky's phenomenal. Oh, oh, and uh, um, oh my God, the one where he played the the, the overweight cop, Copland. Copland. I don't think I ever. Yeah, saw he was Copland. great in Copland. Huh. Yeah, okay. I, I heard. I've oh, that is a great it. caper so, flick. So uh, let me. I'm going to wrangle Sorry. this back real quick. No, no, no. It's okay. Zeke, you mentioned something earlier, and I t- we'd said save it for the podcast. Mike's favorite <laughs> phrase that he tells me all the time. We so have a new T-shirt, folks. <laughs> nice for the podcast. But you mentioned that the author was it. The author saying that really Heretic yep. Two, Exorcist Two, the Heretic was not his preferred sequel. No. So help me understand that. Yeah. Okay. What's the story uh, yeah. His. That? His preferred sequel was the Ninth Configuration. I think he wrote the novel, and uh, he kind of helped make the film. The film has was made. Uh, it's a post-Vietnam War drama set in a mental institution. Oh. Uh, in 1980, it's based on Blatty's novel of the same name. <laughs> that sounds like uh, Metallica 1. <laughs> yeah. Th- though it contrasts sharply with the tone of The Exorcist, Blatty regards the Ninth Configuration as its true sequel. With Scott Wilson portraying Captain Billy Cr- uh, Cutshaw, Previously portrayed by uh, Dick Callinan in well, The Exorcist. Well, wait a minute, Scott Wilson. Now, is that Scott Wilson from Walking Dead? Walking Dead. Yes. Wow, I loved him in Walking Dead. He was fantastic. Yeah, the the film explores the insane asylum with a tone and style of comedy before evolving into a darker tone, which details human suffering and the role of faith. The movie questions the difference between uh, reality and perception, sane and insane. The night configuration received the Golden Globe Award for Best Screenplay and two other nominations at the 38th Golden Globe Award. Well, and because he because he hasn't been named, we're talking about William Peter Blatty. Yes, William Peter Blatty, yeah. the original author. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Thank you. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I I have not seen nor have I heard of Ninth Configuration. I have. Oh, it's not good. Either. It's good. It. Is it? It's I'm good. making notes. <laughs> now, when I I'd never watched anything beyond the first Exorcist. Period. Um, and I did read a little bit of the synopsis for the the second one. Actually, the second one sounded interesting because it was almost like a. I mean, from from the way they described it in the synopsis, boy, I can't talk this morning. Uh, it was almost like a prequel because it's it's going back and and looking at Father Marin and an exorcism that he did in I want to say Africa or something like that. Yeah. Took place in Africa, right? And then they're claiming a locust. Go ahead, storm. Oh. During a locust uh, uh, invasion, yeah, uh, pandemic, or there you go, pestilence. <laughs> Ooh, pestilence. That's okay. Cool. That's I, a good word. I, I've been through. I've been through something like that. <laughs> we we went camping when my daughter was like two years old, and it was the year that all three types of of uh, cicadas hatch at once. Oh yeah, it was insane, yeah. and it only happens like once every twenty years or something like that. And I, I can remember walking up to the bathroom at night, and Cinqueta is just just pounding the the bathroom lights 
and and they're just crawling on the ground. I was like, this looks like a literal biblical plague is what it looked like. Is oh, hey, down here we call those locusts, even though they're <laughs> yeah. not. Well, yeah, right, locusts, right. cicadas, yeah, same, yeah, yeah. yeah we call them yep. locusts too. I tried to use the proper terminology. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I, I'm sure some bug, bug nerd out there is even going to tell me I'm wrong in that too. So, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind. That's an interesting tidbit, though, Zach. I appreciate that because sure. um, I never realized that when well, he had written other stuff. I, you know, I don't. I, you know, me thinking it was a one-hit wonder. <laughs> you know, kind of a thing. Um, what else has he written? Well, he also wrote a book called Legion, which ended up becoming The Exorcist Three. Okay. Uh, that he directed. William Peter oh. Blatty directed The Exorcist Three. Oh wow! Okay, I didn't know that. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Now I got to say, the first novel, uh, I had a hard time getting through it. <laughs> it was. I don't think I ever finished it. I'm gonna be honest. I I, I, just, I read the whole thing. Know. I was I was determined. Good for, for you for Good the man. podcast. <laughs> I'm like I'm doing it for the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, I took one for the team, and I mean, some Thanks, of, sir. yeah, you're welcome. Uh, some of it's really good, some of it is, but there's just parts of it. It's like you know they get a lot into uh, uh, the mom, uh, Chris, and and her acting career and all that, and I'm like, really? Do we really need all this background in our acting career? Because I really don't care. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was just like, come on, let's move this along, please. This is horrible. And my wife read it first, and she kept saying, just keep reading. Everything will be put together at the end. And she was right. It, it was. It all did come together. There was a purpose for just about everything. But I still think they could have cut back a little bit on her career. I, I really didn't care. <laughs> so would you say the book was pretty good the last 50 pages or so? Yeah, yeah. I would say it, it yeah, but the funny thing is, the book was a lot like the movie in the end of it, in the fact that that's where the whole exorcism takes place. The exorcism doesn't actually takes place until the last fifteen minutes of the film, and it's very mm-hmm. short, you know. And the book is exactly the same way. It doesn't it doesn't start to take place till halfway through the final chapter of the book. It's like, oh my god, yes, exactly, oh, exactly. How tedious! It was a long read, man, <laughs> and I'm a slow reader to begin with. So I'm sitting here like, oh my god, am I ever going to get through this book? <laughs> and I was trying to make sure I read the book before I watched the film, and I'm like, I got to hurry up. We're we're getting close to time to record, <laughs> right? So. So you know how some people say the book is better than the film. Was the book better than the film? Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Logan's run right in there. Yeah. No. <laughs> the, Logan's run. The movie's great. The movie. The book is terrible. Right now, it's just dumb. <laughs> now my my daughter loved the book. She read it. She absolutely loved it. Actually. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's our first sci-fi episode yeah. that we did for our, for supporters. Oh, Logan's run. Discussion. Yeah. yeah, we did that we on, did. on yeah. Kofi. It's so it's a Kofi only episode, but we did Logan's run and we did Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. Nice. So, <sighs> yeah. We just started. Nice. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, Jeff was like, no, I, I love that. <laughs> he didn't skip a I, beat. <laughs> I'm with Jeff. I, I think the movie was better than the, uh, yeah. Than the book. And then and, obviously the director's cut is better than the original. <laughs> That's what I've learned today. <laughs> Wow. Wow. 
Yes, it's 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 point five more Captain Howdy's. <laughs> love that. I absolutely oh, love gosh. that. Were there any other tidbits about the movies that that you guys enjoyed, or, or you know, fun little trivia stuff that you guys? Okay, in the right. third movie, there is okay. just a brief little scene that scares the crap out of me every time I see it. Okay. This guy's just walking down a hall. And it's like, okay, so there was a bunch of jump scares. They weren't really anything, you know, like the cat jumping out, that kind of thing, right? Okay. And then you see the guy walking down the hall, and about 10 feet behind him, there's this nun with a pair of pruning shears. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that quick. It is so scary every time because you can't see her face. <laughs> what the heck is that so all about? <laughs> Exorcist 3. I, I, you know what? And they never explain it. They never explain <laughs> it? It works like well, okay. The guy's head ends up being on a, uh, on a uh, like they take a crucif or a you know a giant crucifix, stone crucifix, and they cut the head of it off, put that guy's head on it. Okay, so she obviously gets him. Yes, she Whoa. definitely gets him. Yeah, but they don't show her getting him. They right, just show her walking down the hall behind him. It's just implied. Creatures. Yes, sometimes that's wow. the best horror too. Oh yeah, it, it, and yeah. it's it, it, it's a long shot. You're you're. 20 feet away, right? You see this hallway, and guy walks past, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then the nun, with a little bit of scary music. And that's it. See, mm-hmm. that, scares the crap out of me every time I see it. That should be a lesson to a lot of horror directors, that you, you can do good horror and actually not have to even show anything bloody, you know, and imply it like that, and it gets the message across. But, of oh, course, yeah. the audience wants to see it today so yeah you know. <laughs> some it, of us do some of us do. right right <laughs> i mean I, i'll admit uh, when we were watching the latest halloween we we were looking for kills and you know we're, we're wondering how michael's gonna do this kill and you know oh wait he did that kill different than he's done before so yes there is a fascination to that but sometimes that that you know implied horror can be even worse than mm-hmm. the actual on-screen you know, mm-hmm. stuff. Agreed. Agreed. Definitely. Now, did you guys hear anything about like the production? Like people were saying that like the production was haunted and things happened to different people afterwards who were involved in the production. Do you guys hear any of that? Um, I think I remember I, I, hearing rumors, yeah. but I, I think I a lot of the problem had to do with some of the special effects were just tedious because it was all uh-huh. practical. Yep. Yep. Well, that's all we had back then, too. So, so, do, so do you think they should remake it so they could update the special effects? Oh, <sighs> <laughs> I don't know that I want to see anybody reboot it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, this is, we know they did those reboot world. Yeah, they did those prequel films back in the uh, early 2020s, right, or late 20 teens. I think it has been remade, hasn't it? I thought there was a remake of it. There was a prequel uh, and then a, a a a sequel to the prequel. Okay. Yeah, I I think I'm with you you guys. I I don't think I want to see it remade. There you know, oh, some yeah. some uh, movies I, just shouldn't be remade. In August of 2020 it was revealed that Morgan Creek Entertainment is developing a theatrical reboot of The Exorcist scheduled to be released in 2021. Of yep. course. 
Um, I'm seeing that it's going to be a Bloomhouse production. Bloomhouse oh. and associated with Morgan Creek. David Gordon Green is set to uh, the director for Halloween. Yep, and it's going to oh, be really? the first. It's going to be the first part in a trilogy. Well, of course. Always. I wonder <laughs> if they're going to do. I wonder if they're going to do. Uh, oh, Ellen Burstyn's going to reprise her role from the original film. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Den of Geek. Thank you. <laughs> That's interesting. Oh no, yeah, I got I got that from the same place. Yep. Yeah. Now I do know it did quote unquote get remade in a movie called Possessed. Um, Repossessed. Repossessed. The comedy. Repossessed. No, no, no. It was. <laughs> That's funny. I did not know there was a repossessed. Yeah, it's, re- it's called repossessed. Repossessed, uh, and and, Lin- <laughs> and Linda Blair reprises her role. Oh, really? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, she hadn't been doing much since Roller Boogie, so. Oh lord. <laughs> I've never seen Roller Bo- Boogie, so. <laughs> yeah, um, I think Linda Blair. Yeah, count yourself lucky, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. So it was a comedy then. Uh huh. Oh, oh, that's funny. I don't I guess I didn't realize that. It might be worth at least seeing a few scenes. <laughs> right? <laughs> so what I'm doing right now is I'm doing a hurry uh a uh, a real big uh uh let's see repossessed. I'm sure they head. I'm sure they redo the whole head turning all the way around. Oh yes. Oh, I figured yeah. they would. Oh yes. Yeah. They do. And who played Zig? Who was it that played the priest from Airplane? Uh, Leslie oh, uh, Nielsen. Uh, Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh wait. God, if Leslie Nielsen's in it, yeah, it's it's worth watching anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he's he's the priest and repossessed. Oh, yeah. I want to say it's the Zucker brothers, but I might be wrong. Uh, it is. Uh, director was Bob Logan, Linda Blair, Ned Beatty, Leslie Nielsen, Anthony Stark. Um. I love Leslie Nielsen, so I do too. The, the Naked Gun series is great. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Such, yes. Such such great, just quick humor. Oh yes, yes. so good. Very Surely quick. you must be joking. <laughs> I'm not joking, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> I say Shirley, you can't be. I say Shirley in things all the time, just waiting for someone to come well, back with. Of course, call me Shirley. Of course. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's interesting. I forgot about that. Wow. Um no, there was See, a, this is there, why I don't watch football and things. I just I, I watch these <laughs> things instead. Oh gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> the um You so mean the, the football? Yes, the football. The football. football. <laughs> the football. Is that the football? Well, I'm 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 going off of what you've said in your shows. <laughs> yes, the the, the football. <laughs> they do home runs in that, right? <laughs> so there was a in in two thousand, and Timothy Dalton was in it. Christopher Plummer was in it. It was a movie called Possessed, based upon a book that they were telling. Um, it, the way it reads, it's struggling with a post-traumatic stress disorder from World War II. A Jesuit priest, Timothy Dalton, must perform an exorcism on a boy who's, who's Jonathan Malin in nineteen fifty St. Louis. So they were oh, wow. trying to retell the true story. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah that sounds just like the the story, actually. Ooh, mm-hmm. I might have to watch that. Alden? one. I think I may have seen that movie back in the day. Yeah, yeah, William. Yeah, they they gave him the name William Bowden. Huh. 
Um, that's one of the priests in the in the real yeah, life one. Too. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. the main priest actually. Uh, we went and visited his his grave actually a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was interesting. So so we went to all the sites in in St. Louis. Um, we actually went to the house where where it happened. We went to the cathedral, which I used to drive by the cathedral every single day. And across the street is the Jesuit Hall. Um, we went to the site where the hospital used to be at, but it's been torn down. Now there is a new hospital actually there and it's further back in the parking lot. So I got video footage walking up to the corner of what would have been the, the original hospital. Um, and then, uh, and then we visit the last place we visited was the grave site of Bowden, father Bowden, 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 and, um, yeah. Which was funny because we showed up at the at the cemetery, and I got to say, this is the biggest cemetery I've ever seen in my life. Um, both my parents are buried at Jefferson Bar- Barracks Memorial Cemetery, uh, and in in South County, St. Louis, and um, that's a huge cemetery. This makes that look like nothing. And we pull in. There's huge gates. And we pull in, and the caretaker is right there at the gate in, in an old pickup truck. And he says, you got 20 minutes. And we're like, okay. We go, uh, do you know where Section 33 is? He goes, yep. I go, can you point me in the direction of something? <laughs> I'm like, it's great that you know where it's at, but I was insinuating that you could tell me. And he's like, I'll do you better. Follow me. So he drove us to, to the area. And we get out of the car. He goes, "Who are you looking for?" And we gave him the name, and we said, "We said um, he's actually a, a Catholic priest." And he's like, oh, "Oh, okay. Well, the priests are all upright uh, stones, and the nuns are the flat stones." And we're like, "No, actually, his is a flat stone." No, no, no. The pri-. and we're like, "Okay, okay, that's fine. We're not going to argue with you." And, <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, you got twenty minutes. This is how to get out of here. I'll be waiting at the front gates." Okay, no problem. So we walked up. Sure enough, it's a flat stone, just like we saw pictures of. <laughs> he he was wrong in that sense, but but at least he got us to the area, and we got our pictures and got the heck out of there because <laughs> I wasn't spending a night in the cemetery, right? Yeah, you don't want to get locked in there. <laughs> no. no, and it's kind of a creepy cemetery too. In fact, in fact, the uh, uh, um, there is a uh, a brewery in St. Louis, a, a pretty famous brewery. The uh, the Lemp Mansion and uh, in Lemp Brewery, and apparently the Lemp family is also buried in that cemetery, which is a whole other story. But I found that out. I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Now my wife and daughter want to go find the Lemp family. So, <laughs> right, that's an old cemetery too, yeah. though. Yeah, really, it's old. a really old cemetery. Oh no, I feel bad. I just had a really funny joke pop. Well, not really funny. Funny to me. <laughs> But of, of course they're they're this, limp. This is they're dead. Be bad. Yeah. <laughs> of course they're limp. They're dead. <laughs> That's good. I'm so sorry. Tried to get no. out a warning before you started talking. But... <laughs> <laughs> I sorry, like it. Sorry. I like it. That's good. That's good. Well, uh, you know, since we're talking about the movies and stuff, I just thought it was interesting. I wondered about a reboot. What you guys thought about that? And um, there, sometimes there is something to be said about classics. Yeah. Um, 
you know, in their own right, but I just didn't know how you guys felt about it, if they were to reboot it. And I didn't realize they were rebooting it. And I mean, I knew about Possessed or that film, but it, I, technically it's not an exorcism reboot, but it is, I guess, telling the true story, which we'll get into later um, kind of a thing. So um, I going back a little bit to, I had heard that there was hauntings and stuff that happened to people that were involved with the production and it followed them afterward. I've heard some people say Linda Blair went through some stuff too um, in her experience, but I don't know if that was just marketing fodder or, or, or what. So that's why I didn't know if you guys had heard anything or not about, you know, well, she did date Rick James for a while. So, Oh, did she really? Yes, she did. (laughs) Uh, It has been supposed that super freak is actually about her. No, yeah, she's a super freak. Uh, I've heard that my whole life. I have never heard that. Oh wow! Now I'm going to look at that song totally different. So th- this is this is where we go through and we go. Okay, Google uh, is Linda Blair super freak. I'm gonna. I'm totally going to ask here real quick. Wow, what? I have never heard that before. That's interesting. Yeah, she is a super freak. She is a well, super freak. So... I don't know how true it is. So ahead of the film's release, Jack McGowan uh, died from complications related to the flu. Uh, the person who played father Damien Karras's mother passed away just before it hit the big screen. Wow. Um, let's see here. What else do we have? A number of cast and crew, including Linda Blair, Max von Sydow, and lost family members shortly after the movie. Yeah, but that's and, kind of expected. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you got you got a thousand people working on a film. You're gonna right, you're all gonna lose yes. somebody. Right, yeah. exactly. You, <laughs> uh, there were multiple delays of the film. The Reagan family home burnt down uh, after a bird flew into the circuit box. <laughs> okay, uh, that's what? weird. What? <laughs> The 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 only part of the set that survived was the bedroom where the exorcisms would take place. Oh, weird! <laughs> uh, Ellen, Ellen Burstein suffered a spinal injury while being hosted around on a harness. <laughs> That's not surprising. Yeah, yeah. Those seventies harnesses were, you know, right. two band aids and some air. <laughs> two band aids and some air. During it. during one screening in Rome, it was reported that a bolt of lightning struck a church outside of the cinema. Okay. Whoa. That's interesting. Uh, huh. And in the UK, it was reported that St. John's ambulance staff attended screenings to help distress cinema goers. So we talked about that kind of. Yeah. Beginning. Now we heard that 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 even happened in the U.S. too. So they were claiming that people were coming out of the theater, throwing up and, and all this stuff. And I'm sitting here going, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. My my dad had a similar uh, story because he, he went to go see it when it was him and my uncle Marvin. Oh really? Uh, to go see, yeah, and they were like, "Man, people were passing out." Wow. He's like, "It wasn't that scary, but they, people were passing out, wow. freaked out." See, I, I find the the real story to be much more scary than than the the movie actually, mm-hmm. um, and I find the real story fascinating. Actually, I, I think it's interesting. Um, yep. Not to say, yeah. I'm again. I gave it a three and a half. I, I think it, it's a it's a good movie. You know, there's you know, I would not you know would not tell anyone not to watch it. 
It's just, it's not the scariest horror movie ever made. That's the, <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> I got to I got to come back to Zig. So uh, I did. I had to look it up. So Rick James wrote <laughs> Cold Blooded about Linda Blair. Oh, okay. That's the one that he wrote. Uh, oh, and it's been misinterpreted as being super freak for years. That makes sense. <laughs> Which is interesting. So, but yeah. So I don't know. I kind of like the years. idea of Super Freak better. <laughs> right. <laughs> Partially because I don't know the song Cold Blooded, but I know the song Super Freak. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cold Blood is pretty cool. Okay. It's funky. Well, everything Rick James did was funky. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> How interesting. Yeah, they dated. Uh, night around 1982, and they dated for two years. Wow, I did not know that. That's wild. I mean, it makes wow. it makes you wonder: Did he date her just because she's Linda Belair? <laughs> I she was she was a bit of a looker. You well, know? no, I get on. that. I I get that. But I mean, you know, there's also the aspect: I'm I'm dating the the girl who is who is possessed. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, according to this article, this is showbiz cheat sheet. Um, they say that uh, she had made the comment, according to James, a friend showed him a magazine article where grown-up Blair described him as the sexiest man in the world. This piqued his interest, and after chatting on the phone, they set up their first meeting in New York. And he said, Linda was incredible, a free spirit, a beautiful mind, a mind-blowing body. <laughs> well, you know, she did make that uh, that. Uh, troubled teen film when she went around killing a bunch of people and oh I I don't I can't remember the name of it oh my god you know it was it was a it was a B movie I wanted to say it was even an API movie back in the day maybe Roger Corman uh but yeah she made that back in the early eighties where she you know basically ran around in a leather cat suit killing people with a crossbow people who had (laughs) wronged her. Across okay. the streets of L.A. or New York. I can't remember which one. It's been a while since I've seen it. Interesting. I've never yeah. heard of this. <laughs> Wild. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. God, I just can't. I, yeah. You know, it's. I remember things, but not always names and dates. Well. If I've seen it, gotcha. it's in there. It, it's in here. I guess when you're I, a horror star that you know gets typecast, and yeah, well, I guess those are the kind of parts you end up taking. So, <laughs> yeah, she was really good in it too. Mm, okay. Now I want to ask you guys this because we're we're almost up on our hour here. So I want to, what did you guys think about the very very end? Because when I watched on The Exorcist, when I watched it, I totally forgot the whole ending where the priest. Uh, jumps out the window and through the staircase and on down. You've never seen Exorcist 3. Right? No, I have not seen 3. You should watch 3. You get the rest of that story. Oh. Well, well I, tell me now. I'm so intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy in the mental institution is Father Karras. Oh. Yeah. Except that he has a different face through half of it. And he will lean back in the shadows and lean forward, and it's Father Karras' face. Or he'll lean back in the shadows and lean forward, and it's Captain Howdy. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Oh, interesting. And there's a point where he looks over and the floor opens up and, and it's, it's a crucifix and people pull. I'm telling you, man, Exorcist three is the bomb. <laughs> Maybe I gotta watch it, man. <laughs> yeah. I saw it in the theaters with a date. <laughs> she never went out with me again. <laughs> <laughs> Did she just think you were psycho? <laughs> Is that what it was? Well, I mean, she knew me for a while, so oh, okay. no, she just she, she didn't. Yeah, she was like, I don't, so, don't want to watch a horror movie. So, are you saying so three really is a sequel to one rather than being like one two? Yeah, three? okay. So, yes. so you've got The Exorcist. You've got uh, oh my god, what's the name of it? The the ninth configuration, and then the Exorcist three. That would be the order that he would prefer. Yeah. Yes. That was William Peter Blatty's order, and he directed Exorcist Three. Right, so. and he's pretty good because that one long shot with the nun. If nothing else, it's worth it just to see that shot. <laughs> nice, nice. It's, it's well lit. It's well since. shot. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I may have to. I may have to check these out. Now, did Linda Blair appear in any of the other ones? She was in two. Wasn't she in two? Yeah, but they do, he doesn't consider The Heretic oh. as being a sequel. Gotcha. I gotcha. I got notes on The Heretic, too, if we want to talk about that. <laughs> I, I haven't watched The Heretic, but I, I know that it delves into, uh, they're saying that the, the exorcism that he performed in Africa was botched or something. Um, and, and yeah, and the, the church considers him a heretic be, because mm-hmm. of it right. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, it happens. Uh, that's the story of um, Emily Rose. Uh, the exorcism of Emily Rose is based upon a German exorcism that went horribly wrong. Horribly now, wrong. I think I think we watched the exorcism of Emily Emily Rose. I think so. Mm-hmm. That when one... did that go down in Germany? Hmm. I want to say it was still that same time frame, if not the eighties ish, I thought early eighties or maybe seventies. Okay. So it would have been, it would have been the West Germany or East Germany. Um, I do not know. Okay. I don't know. Sorry. I just, it's, it's kicking off a thought. Annalise Michael. That's okay. nineteen. She was born in nineteen fifty-two. West okay. Germany. West Germany. West Germany. Yep. Okay. okay. Yeah. And um, yeah, Emily Rose is loosely based on that story. But Annalise Michael, you can find. So that that actually happened in the late sixties, early seventies. Okay. So, um, but what occurred was that they. Um, uh, well, I guess we'll get into some of this when we talk about the true story of, of the of the other. But the she act you can see pictures of her when she was you know sixteen, right at sixteen, and then you see pictures of her just before she died. She did pass away, and just the stark difference in her health, her physical health, because of going through the possession and and how things were happening with the exorcism and stuff, and um. And and so yeah, some they they the they do get botched, I guess, is for lack of a better term, um, kind of a thing. 
Interesting because, well, and we'll get into it in in part two, but yeah, uh, how the actual boy turned out after the exorcism and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yep, yeah, yeah. Yep. Stark well, contrast there. Very, yeah. <laughs> very. And that may be a good spot to end this to get <laughs> people I, like, "Ooh, what happens in the true story?" And maybe what, we should. What happened? That's nice, right. Nice That's segue right. there. Yeah. So, uh, everybody, we, we, we are going to kind of wrap up here. I'll ask everybody their final thoughts here in a second, but, um, the, the film for me, the exorcist I enjoyed, not, not that we really went into big details about the film, but in general uh, about it, because I mean, it's been around 50 years now. <laughs> kind <Yeah. of> thing. <laughs> uh, um, I still stand by my, uh, my 3.75289. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, my, my four out of five captain howdy's man i love that jeff that was good that was, captain, awesome. that was good that was awesome and stuff so trademark, what about you guys trademark 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 trademark, trademark. trademark. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh any final thoughts from you guys about the exorcist the film the movie and the author and the surrounding um well just if you haven't seen the movie go see it because oh, yeah. it it not, not only not only to me is one of my top five top five horror movies of all time i as i said at the very beginning i think it kicked off a genre a new genre of horror movies that we had not previously had before so mm-hmm. it's 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 worth a watch to go back to what i would consider kind of the beginning of the now yeah I, I agree yeah oh and, and 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 the special effects are are, are it's worth it just to see those because those are uh, remember uh early 70s yeah, yeah, early yeah. to mid seventies. Yeah. Those are all practical effects. There's no CGI there. Right. It had not been invented yet. All right, of that stuff right. was was done practically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, and beautifully executed. Because if you watch it with today's eye, it's like, wow, they really did a good job on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I th- I think the special mm-hmm. effects hold up. I mean, yeah, it could probably done be done better today, but. When you consider it, and I try to take things in context of the time that they were, they came out in, in 1973. They were fantastic. They really, really oh, yeah. were. And I agree. You you watch them today. They they hold up to a lot of yes, of do. the effects from today, especially mm-hmm. if you're not using the CGI. It um, was well lit. It was well yeah. shot. Good yep. effects. It's worth mm-hmm. it. You know, just yep. for the directing prowess of William Friedkin, who is an incredible director. I I would mm-hmm. agree. I would agree wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if you're into horror, you you really need to watch this film. Um, yeah, again, historical aspect, if nothing else, like Jeff says, it kind of kicks off a genre. So I I completely agree with that, and I stand I like by that. my three and a half. Um, you know, I I don't think it's a perfect film, but but I it's enjoyable. I would not call it the scariest horror movie of all, but I would call it a good horror movie no the scariest movie of all time is prince of darkness i have oh. never watched prince of oh yeah oh you oh, need to watch yeah. prince of darkness oh, is that john carpenter yeah. yes yeah. yeah our our friends over at three geeky dads would agree with that too oh, <laughs> oh yeah i mean that uh, we it's need on to both watch our it. lists yes okay. it, it is on both mo- our lists that movie is horrifying huh. okay. jameson parker from simon and simon too yes. is really good in it with a oh, porn wow. mustache. With a porn mustache. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, oh my goodness. I think we're hearing the buddings of a new horror series. <laughs> oh. oh gosh. Oh my goodness. Well, hey, uh, big kudos, big shout out. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Zig, for being a part of our our show. Everybody, please check out Nerdery and Murdery. You will find it on Every single kind of podcast catcher that you <laughs> think of, uh, they are on there. Um, also, their website too, as well, uh, is uh, what's the? It's it's just nerderyandmurdery.com, right? Yes, yep. it is. Gotcha. Yes. And we, yep. we we will put pictures and links and other yes. things that you can go to. Maybe a couple of videos. I'll see if I can't find the the. I don't want to put the, the, the nun video up on there because I want people to see it in context. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> just that good. Right. Because then other people are just going to watch just that scene. And yeah. Go, okay, I don't need to see the movie now. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, it's the it's the jump scare lead ups to it. It's like, ah! Nice. Right? Right? Nice. I'm kind of excited about seeing the whole, you know, rocking back. Captain Howdy. That's, yeah, that sounds interesting. Uh, so yeah, that, he leads back. Interesting. Yeah. And you'll recognize the actor who's the other face too. Oh, I can't think of his name off the top of it, but he's really good. He's been in a lot of he's done a lot of Star Trek, a lot of Star Wars, the Babylon Five. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Wow. He's great. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'll he'll ring back and he'll come back and it's Father Karras. Wow. wow. With his really creepy voice. <laughs> oh and, man. And, it, and it's the actor, it's the actor's voice, but he, he just kinda makes it just really creepy and leans back and he's Captain Howdy with the same voice. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, okay. The, the, there's a reason I brought that up that we'll come to later. So uh, everybody, please check out Nerd and Murdy. Please check out part two because this was just the appetizer oh, yeah, definitely. to the meal of part two. Yeah. Um, we just talked about the the film because the film, a lot of people have seen it. They've heard that there's a true story behind it. Some people didn't. We kind of established that today. And um, but the meat of our podcast crossover is going to be on Nerd and Murder site. So please check them out, add them, subscribe to them and uh, check that out. Uh, for Mike and I, for Two Geeks and a Microphone, we'll do some links and stuff like that. You can check us out at twogeeksmike.com, twogeeksmike.com, two G-E-E. KSMIC.com. And uh, that's our hub for everything. So you'll see our Kofi page. We mentioned it earlier. If you're a supporter, you actually get uh, at any level, you get a link to our Discord, uh, which is kind of a new thing for us. We're pretty excited about that. And then also um, at some of the other tiers, you get access to our new Kofi only supporter podcasts. And uh, we have a sci-fi series and some other series. Ooh, and maybe some horror episodes as well. Uh, Prince of Darkness, here we come. <laughs> nice. 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 All right. All right. Well, with that, Mike, I'll let you uh, sign us out. Thank you so much. Guys, well, thanks for having us on. Yes, thank, thank you. So you. And uh, I'll let you guys do your, your closing taglines. I have been Zig with your nerdery. And I've been Jeffrey with your murdery. And Give the music. <laughs> you threw me off <laughs> anyway may the force be with you thank you for joining us today on the two geeks and a microphone podcast tune in next week when we will have more news and reviews until then 